Hey everyone, welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp and I'm here with Computer World Senior Reporter Lucas Mirian, as well as Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus. We are live on Computer World's LinkedIn page as well as on YouTube on our channel, IDG Tech Talk. So if you are watching, please do, if you have any questions while we're discussing, let us know in either the comments, if you're watching on LinkedIn or in the live chat, if you're watching on YouTube, and we will do our best to answer them while we are live to certainly the best of our ability. So we have talked in the past about um, the Pegasus spyware, which is made by NSO Group, which is a technology firm. And Apple has now sued NSO Group, um, basically saying that the spyware was allegedly used for surveillance of very like specific and targeted people. And they also want to, in this lawsuit, ban NSO Group from using any Apple products, software, etc. So to give a brief overview, I want to talk a little bit more about kind of what it means for digital rights, but I do think a brief overview is important. And so, Ken, would you mind telling us a little bit about what the Pegasus spyware is, how we kind of got here to the everything up until the lawsuit, basically? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, thanks for having me, Juliet. Uh, Pegasus, as you may remember, is the spyware that suddenly seemed to show up on a bunch of reporters devices it was either earlier this year or might have even been last summer i can't remember now it, it, it's it's been known about for probably the better part of a year i would say and it was created by nso group which swears that it's not designed to allow governments to spy on people but that's sort of like you know the open secret because the assumption is that governments get hold of this they try to implant it on devices of, you know, maybe groups that they're watching in their country, uh, reporters that they want to keep track of what they're doing. And once it's on the device, it really allows whoever's, you know, implanting this thing to access everything, you know, everything of import on a phone, mm -hmm. messages, emails, pictures, uh, I think location data. And so what Apple has done basically, and, and they, they were very blunt in the, the lawsuit that they filed, basically accusing NSO Group, which is an Israeli firm, uh, of doing this intentionally. And so what Apple is trying to do here, I, I should just note, Lucas wrote about this um, in the last week or yes. so, and Apple's claims are pretty pretty specific. Violations of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, violations of the California Business and Professions Code, breach of contract because it, they affected iCloud terms of service, and unjust enrichment. Okay, now that's all kind of dry language. But basically what Apple did with the lawsuit is accuse NSO Group of running a surveillance ring or allowing these, these countries uh, dictatorial authoritarian countries to use this so software uh, to spy. And, you know, I, one of the things that's becoming very clear is that NSO Group doesn't really want to talk about, you know, who's using its software and how it might be used and what NSO know knows about that. And so what's going to happen here if this suit goes forward, and this is the second time that the NSO Group has been sued. They were sued by, was it Snapchat, Lucas? I think it was WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp. What, WhatsApp, thank you, thank you, yeah. Um, but discovery here is gonna be really important because it basically allows Apple and the public to kind of peek behind the curtain and see what NSO Group is really up to. Yeah. yeah and Go ahead, Lewis. Go ahead, I'm sorry. The uh, NSO Group was uh, already facing, as you mentioned, legal action from uh, the messenger uh, platform, WhatsApp. They filed it two years ago. And uh, in a victory for WhatsApp, because um, the NSO group had tried to hide behind or find protection 
uh, behind international law saying, you know, one country, one court in one sovereign country can't sue for actions in another sovereign country. Uh, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected that. So uh, WhatsApp lawsuit continues on, uh, the one that was filed in 2019, along with now Apple's lawsuit that was just recently filed. And a lot of this um, came to light because of uh, watchdog organizations, specifically Citizens Lab or Citizen Lab, uh, that has been uh, looking into this and investigating what exactly has been going on. So unlike normal, normal, like spyware that we, we're used to seeing uh, that infects randomly uh, millions of computers, this is very specific spyware. Right. And it, you know, governments say, well, we're using this to track you know, criminal activity. So it's, it's very specific to certain entities. It's not broadly deployed. Uh, but what the, the in, in this case, what Apple is saying is that this spyware is being forced onto uh, customers' devices. And this one exploit in, in particular called, <laughs> appropriately so, uh, forced entry mm -hmm. uh, that has been used to install the latest version of um, NSO Group's Pegasus spyware on the various devices. And that's the same thing that WhatsApp is saying. Right. And... It's, it is important to note here that, I mean, first of all, I do believe, and I think we talked about this previously, Ken, that Apple did patch um, the flaw, but, and also in the, in Apple's statement, they also said that they will be notifying anyone who this affected. So it's not, you know, you don't, it's not something like you said, Lucas, that's like super far reaching, but if you're curious, there, there is a way to figure out if you were, um, if you were part of, if you were affected rather. So I now that we have a nice kind of overview of this topic, I want to talk a little bit more about what it sort of means for from like a, a digital rights and a privacy perspective. Lucas's article I linked already in the YouTube description in the YouTube um, live chat and I'll link it in the description after the fact as well. But I thought you um, there were some really interesting points and um, sources in this article, Lucas. Um, and I was wondering what digital rights activists and experts are sort of saying about this lawsuit specifically. Right. So uh, a tertiary effect could be I, I spoke with the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is a citizens rights group. They do investigations of their own into this and uh, and, and also fight legal battles uh, on the same front. And they're a, they're a little concerned that uh, this could this case could set precedent to not just uh, use these laws against bad actors, but to lose the, use this precedent against good actors. So right. uh, the same people who are uh, doing using software and investigatory techniques to discover what bad actors are doing, this law could shut them down as well. It could basically uh, go against uh, Citizens Lab, for example, the, the actual entity that discovered this in the right. first place and brought it to light. Um, so they don't want, they're, they're hoping that it doesn't have that kind of a broad reach. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I would imagine that that's important. I think it seems like the, the consensus that, um, they alluded to is that it, you know, Apple is a private company. They, and while it's, you know, good, they view it as good to, um, to file this lawsuit because it is standing up for privacy digital yeah. rights, et cetera. It's, um, you know, they're a private company. It's something that's affecting their bottom line. And it's really wanting to make sure that this law and any sort of interpretation of the law or precedent set by it is not, it's not affecting 
good faith actors. Right. I mean, they have to deal with this. Uh, and talking about Apple now, uh, the financial bottom line here is they've got to deal with this. So they've got sure. to spend time uh, developing software to uh, thwart these malicious programs that are being uh, placed on uh, users' phones. It also doesn't look good uh, that users uh, are understanding that they're being tracked. Of course. And this software can track you on, on all different uh, modes of communications whether it's uh, your, your actual video camera or your text messages or voice, it pretty much can, can track anything that you're doing on your mobile device. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's strange because like the Electronic Frontier Foundation is usually not a real cheerleader of Apple. They've been very critical of them for their own uh, device surveillance efforts. And of course, Apple is saying that they, some of these efforts, like the um, uh, they were surveilling phones for child sexual abuse material on users' devices, mm-hmm. but that again has a broader reach. And what kind of d- data is it gathering from all these devices? If they're searching all the phones for this, what else are they gathering? So, EFF has been Electronic Frontier Foundation has been highly critical of Apple for this. And in fact, they were. I think they rented a plane and flew a banner over uh, Apple's Cupertino headquarters uh, recently. So, yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, one of the things that, that becomes very clear with this lawsuit, the earlier lawsuit, and just the larger issues is that, you know, in many ways, the law is not yet prepared to deal with issues that are not country-based, nation-based. You know, I mean, so yes, you know, Apple could file a lawsuit here in the U.S how much damage it can do to NSO group in Israel remains to be seen mm-hmm. unless Apple can get data or information from NSO again, as part of discovery where they can really show the world, this is what they're doing. You know, Apple in the lawsuit literally called NSO group no- notorious hackers, you know? Oh. And so if they're trying to, you know, portray themselves as just innocently putting this software out uh, without, we, basically they say, we just build the software. We don't really know, you know, who's using it and how they're using it. And, uh, I think it was the EFF person who said, basically politely, that's BS, you know, that, uh, they, as she, I think she said, uh, if you're selling it to Saudi Arabia, you can probably assume it's being used in ways that are not healthy. And in, in fact, isn't this, wasn't this sort of tied to the Jamal Khashoggi thing? Or it was. was suspicion? Uh, yeah, well, they, they've been accused of, in fact, the, the Saudi government using this very spyware in order to uh, track uh, friends and associates of uh, Jamal Khashoggi uh, before sure. he was killed and after he was killed, uh, murdered in the embassy. Let's, let's stop saying he was killed, he was yeah. murdered. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were accusing that. Now, of course, NSO Group has said absolutely not. And they're saying mm-hmm. our clients don't use this for malicious reasons. And they, in fact, do state, um, you know, just just to full disclosure, they have sections of their contracts that they revealed because of this case that require customers to use its products only for criminal and national security investigations. But, uh, you know, it's not a stretch to believe that some very um, authoritative governments wouldn't use this for other purposes. And that's really what people are accusing them of. They're saying, you know, where's your where's your due diligence in ensuring that you're selling this software to uh, the appropriate entities and not governments that would use this to oppress dissidents and political rivals and journalists? Sure. And I would am circling back a little bit to, you know, Apple specifically suing NSO Group, even though they are not the first, like you mentioned, Lucas, right. I think that 
I mean, to imagine that this is also something that besides it affecting the bottom line, I'm sure Apple is sort of looking at this and saying, I mean, they've positioned themselves as the more secure um, smartphone offerer. So I'm sure that's especially is something that they're concerned about because it affects, you know, not only their bottom line, but I mean, also in conjunction with their bottom line, um, you know, their reputation. Yeah, I mean, if they if customers get uh, wind of the fact that their products are being abused uh, by this spyware uh, on a regular basis, it's creepy. I mean, it's it makes <laughs> me think: is Android more secure? Although, actually, some Android devices can also be targeted by the Pegasus software. So it's not as if any of the devices are really secure. But yeah, I mean, this this is a concern. I think Apple is trying to nip it in the bud, and uh, they don't want this to continue down the road. Um, International law, this isn't, this isn't the first time one country has sued a company, company outside of its borders. So I, I, don't, it's, I don't think it's a stretch to say this would be more difficult, but I'm talking to experts, they don't believe that you're going to have to now sue, um, Apple's going to have to sue in each and every company in country that they have an office uh, individually. So uh, there, are, there is international precedent, there is precedence for international law governing this. I wonder, you know, and, and I wonder if this is Apple being savvy by saying that if it finds Pegasus, it's going to notify the customers because, you know, the people whose devices have this installed, because I would think that that would then open open up those customers to being plaintiffs or not plaintiffs, oh. but yeah, plaintiffs. Yeah. Yeah. Plaintiffs. Basically, they could file lawsuits as well individually. Yeah, it could turn into a class action. Right. You know, yeah. uh, easily. I could see that happening. Uh, I, I think somebody would have to lead them down that that path, but uh, I bet there's some lawyers out there that would be more than happy to lead lead these things <laughs> down the path. Yeah, but you know, it, it gets to that to the point that you know, Apple is sort of has tried to portray itself as being again certainly secure, but also on the side of privacy, and it has been very vocal about you know not letting. Uh, uh, even in the U.S., law enforcement agencies crack iPhones and right. not making it easier. It's not going to install a backdoor so that uh, those phones can be cracked. And so, you know, any anytime that whole uh, we're going to protect your privacy image is dented, and this certainly was a bit of a dent, even though Apple, you know, it was it's very, very sophisticated uh, software. You know, yeah. it's, it, it, took, it took a while for Apple to figure out how to sort of close whatever door uh, you know, Pegasus had used to get onto devices. But, uh, you know, Apple doesn't want to, uh, it doesn't want its name in the headlines saying, oh, these iPhones have been cracked by this really super, you know, sleuthy surveillance software. And I mean, we talked about it, Juliet, before with Michael. Yeah. This is something that's obviously targeted at a limited number of people. You wouldn't want to put it on everybody's phones because you'd have so much information you wouldn't know what to do with. But if you're trying to target a journalist or an opposition leader in a country, something like that, then it could be could be very dangerous for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, I... Just circling back really quickly, just to sort of, you know, tie this all neatly in a bow. Obviously, this was just filed and it doesn't, there's probably not going to be any sort of resolution quickly. Just my guess. I'm not a lawyer. But um, I would think that this would set a pretty big precedent. I mean, no matter how the suit goes for privacy and for digital rights, which um, I'm sure would be interesting to, to follow as it unwinds. Yeah, and it could have blowback on uh, on Apple as well, who, as you know, has been have, have been monitoring devices, other companies too as well, for 
what they say are uh, good good purposes. Right. Um, but yeah, precedent is always tricky. Uh, and I'm sure the courts are going to take their time on this one, make sure they get it right. You know, one thing we should I, I should point out just on a factual basis, Apple is not alleging that Pegasus basically breached Apple's you know, systems. It, right. Like That's a good clear, point. You know, they're, 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 you know, one of the accounts uh, that they have filed involves, you know, iCloud, but it's not like Pegasus got into Apple's iCloud system and could read everybody's, you know, everything that's stored there. It right. is very specific to the device. I just want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. uh, Apple's, you know, I don't know that we even know how many devices might've been uh, uh, infected, but it's, it's not like it's the whole company in any way. Yeah, that's a good point. And also another part of this um, lawsuit is Apple itself saying that they want to ban NSO group from using I'm just reading directly from Apple's statement here is um, any Apple software services or devices. So also cutting them off entirely. And I think just corollary to this is that I want to say that the NSO group was also put on the US entity list. So it's also I think more difficult now for NSO group to really do business with any U.S. Um, U.S. company, which is something that I talked about at length a while ago in um, on with Huawei, but we won't visit that now. It's 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 a, a it's, a, other, it's a whole other whole topic. Other episode, Julia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it does really seem like there's still certainly a lot to come. But it was really great to hear about what it sort of means for digital rights and for privacy. I think that's really the crux of the issue as it affects users, certainly, and and with users, obviously, enterprises. So I think that was a really good um, point to make. So I really appreciate you both coming and chatting about it. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We'll definitely be following up on it, Juliet. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this case. We'll be back at this, I'm sure, again. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of, I will absolutely link, like I said already, Lucas's article about this in the description. And it it's a little bit more, um, you know, it, it has a lot more information about specifically what it means for um, digital rights and um, about the lawsuit itself. So if you want to read more about that, you absolutely can. I'll also link a few applicable videos. Um, we had one a while ago about the spyware itself and um, then also Apple scanning for um, CSAM, I think is the There's acronym There's also a Johnny Evans blog too, Juliet. He okay. also wrote about it for us. So we, we can drop I'll that link, link everything. in there too. Yeah, perfect. Great. I'll thank link you. everything. So if you're watching and you're interested, check out the description. Otherwise, thank you so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, you can give it a thumbs up. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, you could head over to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk, and you can like the video over there, subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode, and hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions or comments, that we didn't get to or answer or especially on a topic like this just like angles especially as it pertains to privacy digital rights data etc let me know in the comments i'd be interested to hear your thoughts and your perspective thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time this podcast is produced by idg communications incorporated